sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Is it me? Or is it like 33% more quiet in here? Hi, I'm producer Chris Mitchell. This is The Big Show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Second hour of the program underway. Andy Humphrey also here. Chilling, typing away on that computer. I see him. Uh, here at 505, we're going to talk about the Chiefs versus the Packers. Who you got in that matchup? Uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe do some over-unders, too. Maybe do a little bit of both. Well, you never know. 525, I unveil my moment of the week. I've kept it secret. I like keeping it secret. I'm going to continue to keep it a secret. Well beyond today's episode. And then at 545, our picks of the week. Wrapping things up for this work week. You can give us a call or text 573 5847 with your thoughts on the Chiefs, on Mizzou, on whatever you want. Mostly sports related. Please keep it sports related. But we'll get into all of that later. First, we got to do this because it is 5 o'clock. It's time for the top five at five on the big show. Number one. You want to trade away for curtain number one? You can have curtain one. Well, of course, a big weekend with the championships in college football, the conference championships to be specific, and all of the possibilities. Who could be upset and what that could mean for the college football playoff committee as they try to make their decision of who are the four best teams, as they say it, but they always pick the four most deserving teams over who's actually the best. And you know what? Good for them for that because, I mean, the regular season should matter. So if Florida State wins, I I don't care how and who's quarterback, if they win and they're an undefeated conference champ, I would put them in. I, I know that there are other teams that might have beaten better opponents out there but Florida State did what they needed to do, and I wouldn't keep them out. We'll see what happens. You can hear the ACC championship between Louisville and Florida State tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Tonight, it's Oregon and Washington at 6 from Vegas here on KTGR. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. Chiefs-Packers on Sunday night football. Chiefs going for a second straight road victory, and they sure did turn the offense back into high gear midway through that game against the Raiders, and that, I think, is the flip switch, I think, for this Chiefs team. It's hard not to believe, it's hard to believe otherwise with this group when they turn the switch like that on offense. I think, as Rob Vino mentioned, they saw what the Packers did on the road against the Lions team with a similar record to theirs, and they know exactly what this Packers team is capable of, so they have to be on their best when they take on the Packers on the road, and I think they will. Number three. There's Well, where will Mizzou fall as far as their New Year's Six Bowl? Uh, It most likely will be a New Year's Six uh, contest for them in the near future. We'll find out at 1.30 on Sunday after the college football playoff uh, final rankings are revealed. That'll be around 1.30 tomorrow, and we'll find out for sure. But the Cotton Bowl is looking like a possibility, it would seem. Same with the Peach Bowl. Fiesta Bowl still a very possible chance. Orange Bowl would be kind of a long shot with the tie-ins. But, uh, again, we'll find out. For sure, on Sunday at 1.30. Number four. Oh, it. Mizzou Hoops is going to have their next home game. Uh, men's Basketball Tigers against Wichita State on Sunday at 2 o'clock. We'll see if Dennis Gates' group can get another non-conference win at home. Before the big one, Kansas in Lawrence next Saturday. That'll be their final tune-up before that game. Can they keep things rolling? Number five. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. Stop. Mizzou Volleyball playing their first NCAA tournament match in three years, taking on Delaware in Lincoln. Good luck to the Tigers. That's the Big Show's top five at five. 
on KTGR. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. Looks like they did take the first set, by the way, 25-17 over Delaware, and I believe have an early lead in set number two. Last uh, update from the Mizzou Volleyball Twitter account was 5-2 early on in the second set. That's nice. That's going to be a P5 versus G5 matchup in a couple of years because I think that was Del- Delaware. Yeah, Delaware's making the jump from SCS Are they really? to SCS. Yeah, they're joining uh, Conference USA, I think. I sure hope we don't see that matchup anytime soon. <laughs> Mizzou, Delaware on the football field? No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, here's the thing. that They will not put that matchup together before the SEC slash Big Ten slash whoever else in the Power Five wants to join them. They break off and they do their own thing. That will happen before Mizzou-Delaware. That's too close to Mizzou-Delaware State for my liking. Who are you paying for the easy wins then? Well, again, like... They're not going to do that anymore. I, I, I think that might be what we're going toward in the college football world where they look at these matchups and they say, yeah, great, they, those small schools do need the money. Big schools are always going to get the money when they want it, though. So I, I feel I fear that that is where they're headed. It's going to be terrible for those small schools. Yeah, they need that, need that revenue somehow, some way. But... Uh, the rich get richer in college football. That we we've known this to be true for so many years, like a century plus. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So can we can we real quick before we get into Chiefs Packers? Yeah. Uh, can we do like a moment of silence for um, all the teams who participated in No Win November and completed it? Talk about the Detroit Pistons who finally did it, going like zero and fourteen on the. On they the, didn't win a single game not a, in November. Not a the, darn this, game. The one. Detroit Pistons, an NBA team. How many games? Fourteen games. I believe it was fourteen. But they did games. not win. This month, and they won zero of them. I thought this was supposed to be a like a young, promising, good team. Oh, uh, you're thinking of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm sorry, no, I'm you're, not. St- you're talking about the Detroit Pistons. We're still talking uh, who've about had, the Detroit. Who've had no hope uh, since they got swept by the Cavaliers in like 2016. Oh goodness, it's just been all downhill since then. Yeah, it has. Uh, I did not realize that. Okay, so the Detroit Pistons. I hope nobody else is on that list. No, uh, I believe the Jets are on that list. Okay, that's well, different because okay, it's that's football. Because you only play like right. four games. Yeah, very good. I think the Patriots are on there too. Maybe, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, no win November. Well, but, yeah, this well is done. this is especially special for the Detroit Pistons for an NBA team. Yes, they played so many games. Especially unremarkable. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Uh, who you got, Chiefs or Packers this weekend on Sunday Night Football in Lambeau? Chiefs are about six-point favorites. And, yeah, Rob Vino mentioned that in our chat last hour. Look, the Chiefs, they found the rhythm in their offense against the Raiders. Yes, it was the Raiders, but... I feel like that's kind of the type of defenses you might be facing down the stretch here. Like, if anything about the Raiders, like, they can play defense. They got some studs over there. Yeah. And so, if you're picking apart that team, it's no it's no small task this year. So, I think um, with, with the way the Chiefs found their rhythm in the middle of that game and now can try and take that on the road to what I think will be a tougher environment, I still kind of like, ah, uh, the the whole aura of Lambeau and how crazy things can happen it's there very sometimes. Nice yeah, I I know the Chiefs are far far and away the superior team, and if they are locked in, there will not be any chance for the Packers to stay in this game. They have to be locked in, though, and sometimes the Chiefs have not been locked in for games like this. But Rob Vino making the point of, look, Andy Reid sees what the Packers did in Detroit not too long ago. 
that's a team that can upset you if you are not on your best. And so the Chiefs will have to be that if they're able to uh, get the victory in Green Bay this weekend. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Old Jay is here on the KTGR hotline now. Old Jay, what's up? Okay. So, oh, no. Yeah, you so kind of broke up there it. a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Am I okay? Go ahead. Okay, good. I'm going to throw the blues under the bus because what? I got an email today. Yes, I got an email today saying, hey, there's discounted tickets for the for, for me, for the Detroit Red Wings, and this is for a Blues thing. And I was like, cool. I click on it, no tickets available into that promo. They teased me, and I didn't like it. Oh, my. Well, that's not their fault. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's not their fault. You, oh. can't, you can't advertise going, use the promo code on this game specifically, and not have tickets available. That's, that's on them. Oh, man. Second of all, Packers are frauds. That was just a bad game for Detroit. Chiefs. Huge, huge, 31-10, huge, not close. Um, But no, the real reason I called, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is not a Tiger Tales. This is a a hashtag with a P. I'm not going to say it because I don't want somebody to hear Oh boy, oh boy. get in trouble. Hand on the dump button, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have not heard yet, Mizzou has a hockey team, right? That's correct. Mizzou has a very good hockey team. Mizzou has a hockey team that actually plays tonight against Missouri State. So you all need to come down, come over, come up, come see this team that, oh, who are those two fan bases that are annoying the crap out of Missouri right now? Ole Miss at Arkansas? Yeah, Mizzou hockey is 4-0 against them. Yeah. And, uh, oh, by the way, they're 15th in the nation? Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Ten bucks for adults, five bucks for children. MizzouIceHockey.com, I think, is their website. Just come on up. It's a great time. It's inexpensive. And they're good. I mean, they're really good. So get all over to Jefferson City, Washington Park, Ice Arena, 715 drop uh, face-off tonight. We hope to see you there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Z-O-U. Z-O-U. Hockey is definitely a strong program. Appreciate the call, Jay. Here on the Big Show, KTGR. I, I went to a game not too long ago on yeah. assignment, and the vibes there are very, very slick, oh, very yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. It, immaculate, even, yeah. I think some would say. <laughs> immaculate. You were trying to get to immaculate eventually. Yeah. A little sequence there. Uh, yeah, definitely a great time and a good option if you are looking for something to do on an on a early December weekend. 875-KTGR to, uh, to call or text us here. But uh, let's do a quick over-under. All right. Uh, for uh, for Chiefs Packers. So Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns. Okay. Throwing against the Raiders this weekend. I mean, I, I suppose that the sports books, he's probably at one and a half. But I'm going to set it at two and a half. Do you think he gets two three? And two and a half. Under, over or under two and a half touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes this weekend. Um, I think I'm going to hit the over. I th- I'm thinking about it in my head because, like, there's a very good chance that, you know, you get one for guys like Travis Kelsey. You get one for guys like Rashi Rice. Maybe you get, like, a dump off to, like, a, I say a Pacheco or, like, a Clyde Edwards-Alaire or, like, you know, Jarek McKinnon, guys like that. The options are there for the Chiefs. Uh, I feel pretty good about that, knowing that they're able to cash in on those promises uh, against the Raiders on the road. Again, you know, they got a little bit of a dead cat bounce going after they fired Mike McDaniel. You know, they've been playing pretty solid. That look on your face after I said that. Mike McDaniel? Is that his name? Josh McDaniels? 
Josh McDaniels. There's too, all right. There are too many. You were talking about the Raiders, the right? Same, yeah, there are too many dudes with the same last name <laughs> in the league. Switch but that's not the same last name. Uh, kind of. Uh, come on. Da- McDaniel, McDaniels. The, uh, the one that stinks from the Patriots, that one. <laughs> they, they fired him. They're interim. They're, he's probably not going to keep that job, but he's been doing a pretty good job coaching that team. They've been, you know, getting themselves into some, you know, real scrap fights with some actually good teams. And it was good to see the Chiefs kind of overcome that and get over on the Raiders' defense. I think they got a pretty decent chance of doing it again. That Packers defense is pretty all right, but it doesn't really strike a whole lot of fear into me, if that makes any sense. I think, uh, yeah, I feel more and more going forward that like that Lions game is just going to be like a weird apparition. Also, Jerry Goff just cannot hold on to the ball to save his life. Oh, that was, that, that was the reason why they lost. Home. Yeah, like the, the Packers <laughs> with how they got to the quarterback. And, and look, you got to protect your quarterback. I get it, but... I do see that more as a game that the Lions lost more than the Packers won because you talk about the scoop and score and you talk about all those situations. For Jared Goff losing the football in his own end and giving a short field to the Packers. (laughs) No, it wasn't all that impressive from uh, Jordan Love and the offense. They just took advantage of what was given to them, and it paid off in the end. So, no, I... It was kind of looking at that game like, okay, maybe the Packers are primed to make a run if they uh, start to put things together. See, here's the thing, though. What? I This is what I fear out of this game. What? I'll expand on this on the Sports okay. Wire yeah, yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the Packers are still in the hunt for a playoff spot in the NFC. They are. Yeah. And I feel like that does something to a team when you can, like, see Well, yourself, it has in the past, too, right? You, you can When you see yourselves in those projections like that and you're in December, right, I feel like that does put a little bit of a pep in your step, and that does light a little bit of a fire under your ass versus a team like the Chiefs where uh, even like before the season, we were projecting that the Chiefs will probably end up with like a top three seed barring like injury or something, you know, something like weird happening to them. So I do think it kind of puts the Packers, it, it puts like the ball in their court to in a way where you're like, okay, now you really need to make some magic happen and make something out of a season that you thought you were going to get nothing out of, really. Uh, in the face of teams like, you know, like the Lions doing their thing, uh, the Vikings, like pre-Kirk Cousins injury, looking pretty solid as well. Yeah, man, I feel like if there's ever a time for the Packers to really, like, assert themselves after a chain of, you know, pretty solid wins, like that Chargers win, uh, that win last weekend, yeah, this is about as good of a time as any to keep that train going and really solidify yourself as, like, a serious playoff contender, especially after the Seahawks lost last night in a really fun game. Did we talk about that at all yet? Well, I mean, uh, oh, yeah, that was a really fun Thursday night game all of a sudden. What made it not fun were the officials. That <laughs> Al Michaels and Kirk were so, many dark were so uh, audibly upset about what was happening with the officials on a particular drive that I think the Cowboys had where they had like four first downs all via penalty, uh, which is irking to me don't give automatic first downs for these penalties i've i've been on record saying that here on this show like i would not i would get rid of all automatic first downs in every single penalty if the yardage gives you enough for a first down fine it's a first down but not the automatic five yard first down like it's defensive holding and it's five yards but you're getting a first down out why why i don't get it um there are so many of those situations that happened throughout the third quarter, I think, and Michaels and Herb Street were just, you call the game, Clay Blakeman. You're talking more than we are on that microphone of yours. Um, so 
But but other than that, I mean, Dak Prescott played great. Geno Smith, man, so close. DK Metcalf was uh, electric through uh, catching three touchdowns. Sensational. Teams I'm starting in one of my that, leagues. I should go check sure. that one out. Um, How am I doing in that league? But, I mean, uh, you talk about the Packers and, and them having an outside shot of making a run. You're right. Like and especially with Matt LaFleur as head coach, because he's done this with this team before. Like they have been under five hundred going into December, but pushed at at least pushed teams that were in the six or seven seed spot at the time and said, Oh, well, you know, we can throw ourselves back into the mix at the the very end here. And they've done that very well. So that's why I kind of like Matt LaFleur as a head coach. I don't know about the game management part of it. He's gotten a little bit better at that, but just the way that the team seems to be attaching to him and uh, making things happen uh, and getting the best out of his players, especially at this time of year, I do believe in that type of magic for the Packers to a degree. I thought they'd be division winners. That's not happening. Detroit's going to lock that up soon, even with the Packers winning uh, on Thanksgiving last week. But not a pushover team. I mean, middle of the pack as far as a lot of the numbers, but you can't run on them pretty well they have not been good at stopping the run so i think the chiefs probably want to lean a little bit on pacheco in this game to keep them guessing a little bit more but look patrick Mahomes is still going to be a focal point i mean we were talking over under two and a half on the uh on the touchdowns right i'd say over i, I think they finish off these drives with touchdowns maybe a little more often than uh, through the air a little bit more often uh, as opposed to on the ground so i'm going to say that uh over on the two and a half for Patrick Mahomes, I think he gets three. Eight seven five K TGR call or text us with uh, who you got between the Chiefs and Packers. Dave is with us here on the KTGR hotline. Dave, what's up? Hey, and you got a. You were just talking about a rule you'd like to see change. Um, I have one that I'm kind of curious about. Yeah, so there's a someone you know scores in the end zone, and there's a, a, a roughing penalty or something. So the touchdown counts, but then it's. It's 15 yards on the kickoff, which yeah. is that really a penalty because the kickoff goes in the end zone and they come out to the. Well, it's not really, it doesn't really seem to impact. Well, sometimes, I mean, if it if the kicking team is penalized and they get thrown back 15 yards, then most of the time a kicker can't get it to the end zone at that point, and it does give a team a chance at a return. Now I'm talking about the, if the team that scored got if the, if the receiver got roughed up in the end zone. But there's still a touchdown. And so the defending team gets the 15-yard penalty. So the, so the team kicks off from the... From the 50, or, essentially, or something like that. It goes in the end zone, and so it doesn't really... It's just like... Well, I mean, but but then again, like, if you're kicking off from the 50, then it makes the kicking team think, well, maybe we onside this, depending on the situation, because you're further up the field. I do think it makes an impact, and I, I, I wouldn't change that part of the rule either. It, it's funny you said the, the onside kick, because that was my question. Wasn't, wasn't the either... Wasn't they working into an experiment a year or two ago with giving the team the option of running a play from the... The XFL started doing this, um, that, okay. and and I don't know if the NFL will adopt it anytime soon. I think it would take quite a bit of research and probably more data from the XFL before they even start thinking about it, but I would love to see it, you know? I, I think that would make games a little bit more exciting towards the end, maybe give uh, a team that's trying to come back more of a chance to do so. I mean, I, I'm up for anything when it comes to that. Well, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for calling here on the Big Show, KTGR. I mean, uh, watching XFL games last year, when teams were up 
you know, 15. The Battle Hawks benefited from this. I believe their first game of the yes, year. Indeed. They were down like 15 nothing or something like that. 15-point deficit that they had to come back, I think, on the road against San Antonio. And they did it in like five, six minutes because they converted a fourth and 15 instead of kicking off. And they they got it. They drove drove down the field again, and it fueled their uh, their comeback towards the end. So, hey oh, I mean, <laughs> NFL teams. I don't know. They they might riot over something like that. Owners would throw all kinds of fits um, before anything like that happens. But more and more, if you see that in the XFL, I believe they're merging. By the way, with the isn't it the, uh, right. the USFL? So it's going to be all under one umbrella soon. And hopefully they still do that uh, that that rule change uh, and let that happen for those teams. Uh, at the most, you you can chalk it up as something quirky that maybe only belongs in a league like the XFL. But again, the NFL, you have to be ready to adapt. And the NFL has been the adaptable league with how much they have grown, no matter the generation. So they're they're taking a long hard look at that and seeing. Uh, what it might be. 875-KTGR to call or text us uh, here. Uh, ben texting in, instead of adding yards to the kickoff, it should be added to the end of the return Ooh. or fair catch. See, no, you're, you're opening up a can of worms with that too, though, because it it's not the same play. Like, you, you have to assess it to whatever your next play start is going to be. If you start to say that, oh, after a, a scoring play, in, in regular time, you can now apply that penalty two plays in advance. No, you you would start to open up the worms like, well, okay, if you get a false start, then maybe you should have the option of uh, waiting to assess that penalty until after the next play is run. No, I wouldn't do that. Um, but, uh, I mean, the 15 yards uh, on the kickoff is is fine. I don't think you need to change that part of the rule. There are other rules that you can change in the NFL, Um I, I wouldn't mess with that part. Like, uh, change the, the pass interference spot foul thing. Uh, I think it should just be 15 yards no matter what, like in college. Um, and automatic first downs, get rid of them. Uh, no penalty should carry an automatic first down. If it gives you the yardage that you need for a first down, fine. But, no, even if you're at first and goal or third and goal, don't don't change the down marker back to one because somebody interfered in the end zone. No, no, not not a fan of that. <laughs> That's her. How do you feel about spot fouls, though? Like spot fouls for, yeah. for pass interference? I was just saying that. No, I would get rid of that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 15 oh. yards across the board for, for pass interference or... Um, no kidding. Or whatever it is, like half the distance to the goal, whatever you need. I kind of like the spot foul, though. No, I don't. No. If you like the spot foul, then add it to the player's stats. Like, <laughs> like Seriously. I might. I just might do that. Thinking uh, about it. I Sure, go right ahead. Don't be a bad corner, all right? <laughs> Don't do DP. Well, no, I mean, I think it would be just fine. Um, a lot of these rule changes have been tailored toward more offense, and I get it. You want more points. That's uh, made it certainly so more exciting. I do. But, hey, scoring's down this year. Um, yeah, all I the quarterbacks stink. All the quarterbacks are getting hurt. That's why. They're getting hurt. And they, they, they stink. And the, one, the ones that are And they're getting hurt. Stink. Yeah, both are happening. Um, so maybe they think, well, we need to get another rule change to help out the offense again, which I would hate. Why not just help the defense out for once and have a rule change that gives you that? Something to think about, NFL. 875-KTGR. Call or text us here on the big show. All right, uh, we'll get to producer Chris's moment of the week up next. 
and uh, whatever that may be. And then the picks of the week are coming up at 545. So we'll get to uh, all of those. Even without Brendan, he'll have to just take the leftovers, it seems. Chris and I will give our picks at 545. So don't miss that here on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Hi, I'm producer Chris Mitchell, and I'm here to tell you to get up! You know what time it is, baby. Bring it in because it's time for my moment of the week. Yeah! Florida, number 12, has two minutes for roughing, and then every player on the ice has a 10-minute misconduct. Florida will have a two-minute power play. Everybody's thrown out of the game. Everybody on the field. Everybody on the ice, ice, you're thrown out. Gone. You're gone. (laughs) I love that. Wow. Love it. A lot. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah. The Egg Bowl lives in all of us, everybody. Doesn't matter what sport it is. That's very true. Under the bus. Corey Perry, brother, what did you do to Connor Bedard's mom? That's the Big Show's Top 5 at 5 on KTGR. Oh, boy. 875-KTGR. The, the people need oh, to know. They don't the it. it's, it's not safe for air. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. Wow. Um, no, no. That's the rumor. I get it. I know it's the rumor. I understand that. I don't think we should have go happened. spreading around rumors on this program. Well, we shouldn't. I mean... That's true. Is there any update on that, by the way? By the way, Corey Perry did release a statement and say, like, he was claiming that there were no, any sort of, there was no sort of involvement between him or teammates or family members of teammates. So, I mean, he now is putting his word out there saying, no, nothing like that happened. Um, The rumor, the latest rumor I've heard was that he made a drunken fool out of himself somewhere on some sort of like team meeting, which is well. I mean, that would not make what you a, want. A little bit more sense, yeah. Um, so who knows? But but again, it too just, many damn rumors. Yeah, and and the whole like it was not transparent at all from the Blackhawks no. side. They just went ahead and cut him and said oh, he's not here. Day ending and why? Wish him wish him well, or I don't even know if they said wish him well or anything like that. Just no future released endeavors. A, released a statement and said, "Bye, see ya." Um, see ya, and that's all we got. At this that's time. all we got, and then it let our imaginations run wild. So um, uh, when it comes, yeah, to that, d- don't do that. Don't teams do that. out there. Uh, yeah, the, say why you're you're cutting somebody most of the time. Like yeah, yeah, it's okay to be transparent. Err on the side of transparency. I think most teams have started. Please, to do God, that. thank you. Um, so that, that's. That's good to see. 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text us, give us your thoughts on uh, on Chiefs-Packers uh, from the uh, from the weekend, or, or Chiefs-Packers coming up this weekend, yeah. I should say, who you got in the game, uh, 875-KTGR. But from yesterday, I mean, you were talking about Cowboys-Seahawks, and yeah, that was wildly entertaining all of a sudden. I, I thought the Cowboys would maybe have an easier time with that. Seattle maybe a little bit banged up coming into the game, but they held their own. And Geno Smith was able to to stay in throughout, even though he was probably dealing with injury himself. And so I, I didn't think that Seattle would be up enough for that one, but I, I love seeing those type of shootout games. We haven't had too many of those this year, so savor them for the, the rest of the season, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like, with the Seahawks and the Cowboys in particular, those are two teams with still a whole lot to play for, and there's just enough give on those defenses to where you're like, 
you know what? You can you can make some hay in here in those passing games if you're Dak Prescott or Geno Smith. By the way, Dak Prescott, he's playing like a top three quarterback Incredible. in the league right now. Right, yeah. Like it if, is kind of crazy. If he had that, like if he was uh, putting those stats up for a team like the Bills right now. Yeah. Like if Josh Allen had his had Dak Prescott Prescott stats at the moment, Josh Allen would be almost like the surefire MVP. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So shoot, he probably still could right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could he could rise up. Who knows? But Cowboys certainly needed that because now they they take on the Eagles next week and can I believe bring themselves into a tie for the division lead if they win that. Uh, that that is assuming that the Eagles lose against the Forty ers so they're rooting for San Francisco uh, wildly, I suppose, uh, in in any sense, but. Last night's game told me a few things. Deron Bland, uh, no, not Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, sorry, uh, pal. Enjoy your pick sixes. I get it. it. You set an NFL record. Great. That's all you deserve. Good record to have. Um, I'll good say record it. to have. Sure. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> it's good to get a lot of pick sixes. Yeah, to, to count for that many points, I, I get it. it. There's some value to that, but it does not make you Defensive Player of the Year, and I think the Seahawks certainly proved that with the number of times that they cooked. Yeah. Deron Bland. DK Metcalf. If guys like DK man. Metcalf and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, who had a touchdown taken off the board uh, with one of his catches where he got behind Deron Bland, but uh, pass interference on, on Bland in that one. And also, Mike McCarthy, buddy, up three, facing third and three with what was this? This was less than two minutes to go, and the Seahawks don't have timeouts. It was, I believe it was like 146 on the clock. You got third and three. You're inside the opponent's 15. Why are you not running? Why are you <laughs> throw it? He threw a 20-yard bomb to the end zone trying to find, I believe it was CeeDee Lamb there. What's he doing? What? Mike McCarthy, you run the ball in that sense. You get a little bit closer to possibly going for it on fourth down. You, at the very least, run the clock down to a minute so that if you don't get it on fourth down, then you've given Seattle something like 90 yards ahead of them to go and get what would be, at the very least, a game-tying field goal, and then that's all they can do. They can only tie the game. They can't beat you with a field goal. You're still defending the touchdown to make sure – that you can stay in the game, but no, he decides to chuck it deep on third and three when the team doesn't have, the other team doesn't have timeouts. You throw it incomplete. You give them a free one, a free chance to stop the clock. And then you kick a field goal. Like both decisions should have absolutely drowned the Cowboys in that moment, and that's why I was so hoping in that sense, to see Geno Smith drive down the field, get a game-winning oh, touchdown that would have been great to Jackson for me. Smith and Jigba, the, the who, had dropped, Smith fantasy the, football who had dropped the earlier one and redeems himself. It, I mean, it didn't really drop it. I, I think he maybe completed the catch. They called it a catch on the field uh, for a touchdown, but then reviewed it, and uh, the ball did move a little bit, but I wanted to see JSN get a another chance at a touchdown there. Yeah. I, I so hoped for the Seahawks to then just drive down the field and and beat the Cowboys with that extra life, essentially. And then, oh my goodness, would the Cowboys be eviscerated today everywhere. 
I mean, all day long, we'd be talking about what the heck did Mike McCarthy do to this team? I was ready to dial it up. Like, the Cowboys are really good on both sides of the football. They've got talented players everywhere. They've got both units seeming to be uh, clicking on all cylinders, although defensively, certainly some breakdowns for the Cowboys last night. In the secondary. In the secondary. In the secondary in particular, yeah. pass rush seems quite fine. Elite pass rush. Um, Yeah, so I mean... We'd be talking about them being absolute frauds today by the way that they lost that game if they had lost it in that way. And the Seahawks did drive down the field and get that touchdown because Mike McCarthy, my goodness, why can't you figure this stuff out? Like, you got to run the ball when the team doesn't have timeouts and you've got third and three. And you've got <laughs> that's how much he trusts his run game all of a sudden. Because that's that's ultimately what I think is going to do the Cowboys in. They just don't have the run game. When they're ahead, or they need to run clock in some way, shape, or form, they have to kill another team's hopes of coming back. They don't have the run game to close out these types of contests. So that's why I, I don't really see them all that seriously next to teams like the Eagles and the 49ers and the NFC because the, their coach is holding them back. In, yeah. in these scenarios. And then on the other side, I mean, the Seahawks decided that, hey, oh, there's it's fourth and two near midfield. The game's on the line. There's Micah Parsons on the right edge. But you know what? Uh, running back, you can stay on the left side of Geno Smith. You don't need to worry about that Micah Parsons yeah. guy over there. And sure enough, Micah Parsons comes in unblocked. Shocking. And forces Geno Smith to ground it on fourth and two. He had absolutely no chance because... I believe it was DJ Dallas at the time at running back. He's set up on the left side, and of course he doesn't have a chance. Sorry, to DJ Dallas, you're get not to the other <laughs> side. You're not, you're not stopping up, Micah Parsons. Pick Sorry. up the blitz on Micah freaking Parsons. Is there a running back in the league who could pick that up? No, no, there isn't. No, not at all. Who are you thinking of? Somebody? I'm I'm jogging my noggin here. Uh, you, you can't think of one. Not not before we sure, can get to break. Surely man. there has to be somebody. Not before you can get to. Not before What's we AJ have to Dillon get to the picks to? of the week. No, no, What's come AJ on. Dillon? Have you no. seen his quads? He might be able to just stand there. Stone focus. Have you seen his quads? No, I have not. Um, do you remember who you got for Chiefs Packers? By the way. Oh, we didn't even do that. Uh, <laughs> do you have score predictions? Uh, Chiefs thirty-four, uh, Packers seventeen is my score prediction. Um, Chiefs twenty-seven, Packers twenty-four. Really? Okay, so they sweat it out. Yeah. And I get some Christian Watson fantasy points. So I win everywhere. <laughs> You're turning into Brendan. You're starting to uh, care a little bit why. more my about the fantasy over. football. I have nothing else to play for, um, except be like a spoiler for yeah, like some of my friends. On. Well, it, if it's 27-24 Chiefs, then expect some more angry text messages to our thread. Uh, yeah, will be read at it's some content. point on it's, Monday's It's free show. for Monday. Because, it's I free mean, for Mondays. It, yeah, <laughs> free for Mondays. And if it's a, at that close of a game in Lambeau against that Packers team, then yeah, you're going to see producer Chris Matt down Nagy. I'll see you at the Hague. <laughs> oh boy, uh, will we? Uh, ha- will anybody have the Chiefs minus six in the picks of the week coming up next? We'll find out after this live local sports center. You are listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. We are back here on The Big Show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app. It is Andy and producer Chris. No Brendan today, but guess what? Picks of the week, they soldier on. Even though he's not here, he's just going to have to pick from the leftovers. 
That's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. He didn't want to face me being ahead in the Whoa! picks this week, being 3-1-1. One, and one. He got the push. That's cute. Great for him. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> oh. he finished 2-2-1, two, two and one, which is which is not going to hack it. He got a push. Don't even get me started on your results, pal. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I understand. I went 1-4. and four. It was not good. But I, I, I just, again, you're now bragging about how much you have gotten a push this year. Yeah. This was your fifth push of the season. That's right. We've done this for trying to do quick math. 12 weeks now. Uh-huh. Every other week. <laughs> yeah. Just about. Chris yeah, has baby. gotten a push and um, it, it happened again last week. So Chris uh, almost due to that fact uh, is the winner at 3-1-1. and one. Brendan went 2-2-1 two, two and one, and I went 1-4 and four this past weekend. So that means that Chris, you get to pick the order. So it's oh only boy. us two. Uh, Brendan's gonna, you know, after we make our five picks from what we have here from the college football this weekend and the NFL, Brendan's gonna make his five after we make our five picks. So do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You choose. Um, I'll go first. Okay, Chris is gonna go first, and then I will follow, and then once we fill out our five picks here, then Brendan will. Uh, make his, and then we'll post it at KTGR Big Show once this is uh, all said and done. All right, so let's go through the college football games that we have on the list here during championship weekend. Two games tonight, New Mexico State at Liberty and Oregon against Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. I was trying to remember what the Liberty-New Mexico State was. Is that Conference USA? Uh, Yeah, New Mexico State is. is. Yeah, so uh, that's the Conference USA championship tonight. Uh, Oklahoma State against Texas in the Big 12 championship tomorrow. Then the Mountain West, Boise State against UNLV. SEC, Georgia against Alabama. SMU at Tulane is the American Championship. Michigan against Iowa in the Big Ten. And then Louisville against Florida State in the ACC. And then the NFL games that we can pick from here on this list. Broncos at Texans. Lions at Saints. Cardinals at Steelers. Dolphins at Commanders. Browns at Rams. 49ers at Eagles. Chiefs at Packers for the Sunday night game. And then the Monday night game, Bengals at Jaguars. So those are the games that we can select from. Chris, you get to start it out. Yeah, I think I think they want to get this game started off on the right, right foot. Unfortunately, it is a road environment, and this defense is pretty good. But they want to get theirs back. So I'm picking the Lions here. Lions minus four against the Saints. Uh, they, they get right. They, they fix the ship a little bit. I don't think they win by, like, a touchdown or anything like that. But it might be close. Okay. Well, well you... Close enough, close enough for there to be a cover. There we go. Close enough to well, wait, good enough. Wait, a second. okay. So are you taking Lions minus four? Yeah. Okay. I, if you think it's going to be a close game, then you would wait, take wait, the wait. points. I, mean, right? I just mean like arm's length. Like it'll be like okay. it might be a little bit testy, but they'll they'll, they'll keep them back there. <laughs> you're hoping for a close game, and then you're taking Lions minus four. Yeah. It seems counterintuitive. Okay. You can win by right. four, and it'd still be a close game. Well, you got Lions At least minus four. four. That's your, I suppose. That's a one-score game, pal. No, I get it. I understand. But you were describing like, oh, they can keep it close enough. I uh, Whatever. Okay, Lions minus four is your uh, pick. And uh, that's going to take me to my first pick. And I, uh, I, I'm i going to go ahead and take it now. I am going to take Mountain West Coach of the Year, Barry Odom and UNLV, plus ah, two and a half against Boise State. I'm not too impressed with the Broncos this year. They're a little bit in flex, too. Aren't they looking for a head coach? Yeah, they fired Andy. That's the thing, though. They fired Andy Avalos in the middle of the season yeah. and got better? I <laughs> 
don't know what's happening here. I don't uh, know either. Yeah, um, I'm going to take UNLV. I, I, it's essentially a home game for them. They're playing that at the Raiders Stadium tomorrow. And, and, yeah, they got good momentum. Barry Oden did good, has done a good job over there. Plus two and a half, even better. I'll take the uh, the, the fighting Rebs. Chris? Uh, I'm going to take it to another G5 championship game. I'm going to go with Tulane minus three over SMU. Yeah. SMU is kind of crazy this year. I really like what they've been doing on offense, but Tulane is just, uh, they might be the most complete team in the American. They might be the most complete team in the G5, not counting like a James Madison. So I'm taking the wave here. Yeah, that seems right. We're doing our picks of the week here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Okay, now it gets a little interesting for me. I think I'm going to go NFL with my next one. Hmm. I'll go with... Uh, man, this is really tough. I, uh, fine, I'll do the homer pick. Texans minus Okay, three. That's, cool. you know, it, it just uh, get it out of the way, I suppose. Um, I don't know, man. They're going to bounce back. Yeah, the Broncos have been doing better. I think the Texans will take care of business this time. And uh, stay in that playoff on This is a game that they have to have to kind of really propel themselves forward in the wild card race to get it at home. I'm going to say minus three, give it the Texans. I'm still thinking about how the Broncos are undefeated ever since they had a Lucha match during halftime okay. like five yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> sure. That's strong. That That's really propelling me to maybe be the opposition here, but... I, I think I'll I think I'll put that away for now. I'm gonna go with Dolphins minus nine and a half against the Commanders. See, I was thinking about that, but I don't know. I, I kind of like the other side. That defense isn't that good, man. No, I understand. I mean, the Dolphins should win that game, but they're on the road for this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about the other side. I don't think I'm gonna fade you there. Um, but okay, you're taking Dolphins minus nine and a half at the Commanders. Uh huh. Okay. We'll see if that pays they off. They didn't let me you. down last time I picked them. So. No, no, I understand. Like they, they've I'm, done I'm well against the bad hand, team, so I. That's why I'm kind of not thinking it'd be smart for me to to fade the other way, even though the Commanders are catching nine and a half. So I'm going to stay away from that one since you took the Dolphins side, and I'll go ahead and take Georgia now. Um, Georgia, Ooh. I think, will win this. It, it will be a game that seems close on the scoreboard. You're saying, well, it's a 10 point game. It's going to keep, it's going to be close enough for you to stay tuned in the entire time. A 10 point game. Maybe Alabama uh, sticks around this game. I think Georgia, they, they see a light at the end of the tunnel here. They are chasing uh, history and Kirby smart realizes that I'm going to give five and a half points and take Georgia against Alabama. The SEC title. Have you seen Alabama's record, Nick Saban, Alabama's record in Atlanta? No, yeah, I know they have not lost, right? It's serious. Yeah, it's uh-huh. 7-0, and yeah. And they're like, they got like the one tick in the El Collin for a championship sure, game. Yeah. All that being said, not, uh, not, not so fast, my friend. Give me, the, give me the tie, baby. Come on oh, now. Oh, you're going to go the tie. That's right. All right, I give like that. that. Give me that. Okay, very good. That, give me those that's points. Gonna, I, Let's get I, it. I, I'm glad that you did that, um, <laughs> honestly, uh, to, to take Alabama there. So, yeah, a little more to, to watch for when you're watching Georgia and Alabama in the SEC title game tomorrow. We're doing our picks of the week here on the Big Show KTGR and KTGR.com. Okay, so I have two picks left. That was your fourth selection, Alabama uh-huh. plus five and a half. My next selection is going to be Liberty minus ten and Ooh, a half. Okay. Um, I know New Mexico State beat a Power 5 team earlier, so yeah. maybe they keep that close. 
Liberty's got it at home, though. Like this is a this is a yeah. championship game. It is a true home game for Liberty. They're not playing this at a neutral site, and that offense can really score. So they I'm really gonna can. take uh, gonna take the Flames minus right. ten and a half tonight. That's that's happening. Uh, that's kicking off in just a few minutes. I Holy smokies! Yep. It's real, man, dude, I love championship games on like Friday night. Oh, yeah. That's such like good like. Yeah. That's that's such good television, especially this time of year. Um, I need one more. One more pick, a final round here. Oh, man, I can I can feel the I can feel the heat on. Um, there's no way. Sure, there's surely. no way. What? Sh- what? I think I gotta go with the home dogs here. I gotta go with the Philadelphia Eagles plus three against the 49ers. You know what? I kind of like that. You know, I was looking at that, and I don't know if I was gonna have the guts to do it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> I don't think I um, have the guts to do it either. I don't know what I just said. I mean, but I picked them. Yeah, you did. I know the money's been flowing in on the San Francisco side all week long. Yeah. Um. I, I here's the thing. I guarantee you that Brendan, once we're done here, he is going to select Niners minus three right away. I know that for a fact. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, but but hey, that that'll be interesting. Okay, you're taking Eagles plus three, and that's a big NFC matchup on a Sunday mid afternoon. Very good. And with my last one, I'll take the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs minus six. It might be a tough place to play at first, but I think they get their feet underneath them. They'll have a good game plan, and uh, they win by two touchdowns. So give me the Chiefs minus six at the Packers to close out at least our uh, halves or thirds, uh, uh, yeah. if you will, of the picks of the week. Brendan will will get him the, the leftovers, and he'll pick from that. And then you'll find the full list of picks from all three of us at KTGR Big Show on Twitter so that you can follow along all throughout Championship Weekend and through the NFL slate as well. Thank you for joining us today. Real quick, Chris, what's going on in the Sports Wire tomorrow? I'm ranking every single potential bowl game Mizzou could be in when they do the Selection Sunday thing. We also got to talk about Chiefs Packers because that goes down on Sunday night. Sure does and you'll be able to follow it all. And it starts right after we're done. Coverage from ESPN Radio at the Pac-12 Championship between Oregon and Washington in Las Vegas. It starts in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for joining us today and sending you into the weekend. He's producer Chris. I'm Andy. We're done for now.